0: Your host, VC. This is episode five. Back for another week. Hope everybody had a great week. I had a great week. Had a great weekend, actually. Was out in Houston, H Town. Showed me major love. Had a great time. I want to say shout out to the Turkey Leg Hut. Shout out to the La Meridian downtown. Shout out to my fabulous host who brought me out there for a great weekend. Want to celebrate some things. After a year dealing with this COVID, cooped up in the house, following protocols, we were safe out in the streets, man, but we just had to change the scenery a little bit, had to clear our minds, had to smoke in a different space. It's nothing like getting high in different spaces, man. Elevate yourself. Elevate your thinking, change it around, try to make some business moves, try to start some things off. So it's been a great, great weekend, man. I hope everybody's doing all right. Hope everybody's healthy. Hope everybody was productive. Hope he was able to make some money. Think of a way to make some money. Start on the path of a way to make some money, all right? Enough with the bullshit, man. We got to stop playing out here, man. It's time to get serious with ourselves. Time to start sacrificing a little bit. It's time to start living like nobody wants to live now so we can live like a lot of people can't in the future. So that's what it's about. It's about growth, elevation, getting yourself to the position in your mind and your life that you envision yourself being no matter how hard or how easy it may be. So, yeah, hope everybody's out there doing all right. Before I go any further, I do want to shout out Bavaria, Germany. Big ups, listeners out there. I'm so appreciative. I mean, I was through the roof when I checked my stats, and, you know, I'm seeing I got listeners out in Germany checking me out, tapping in. I appreciate it. You know, again, man, we trying to start this, this is a grassroots movement, man. We we starting something for real. You know, I'm down for my, my first-time listeners, my one-time listeners. But I do this for, my, for the people that's here with me, the people that's going to stick with me, the people that tune in every week. You know, we getting better and better every week. More and more listeners every week. More and more people just trying to check and see what we got going on over in the Ghetto Smart universe. And I appreciate that. So, for all my people out in Bavaria, thank you. Hope you keep tuning in. Hope you send a friend my link. Tell them tap in, man. You know you can hit me up on Twitter, Ghetto Smart Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram, The Ghetto Smart Pod. I'm always looking for feedback, man. If you send me a DM, I will get at you. I will holler at you. I fucks with people. I'm not one of those thinking I'm better than somebody. I'm not better than anybody. You know what I'm saying? I just want my platform to be here for you. So for anybody out there that's wanting to tackle a dream or somebody out there that thinks that they're not good enough to do what they want to really do in their life, look at me. Well, don't look at me. Listen to me. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? That's where this comes from. And I'm going to say that every episode. That is where this comes from. This was an idea. This was something that I thought, you know what? I'll never be able to get my podcast on Apple Podcasts. You know, for my friends to like pull up on their phone, my podcast on Apple. When they listen to Joe Rogan, all these other big people, shout out to all of the creators out there. But just that sense of pride that they get, knowing that, yo, like, my boy out here pursuing his dream, no matter how big or how small it may be, but we trying to work towards something. And I'm not willing to ask my fans for monetary support at this point. Because I still have much more to give before I can get to that point to where I can say, hey, you know what, maybe you guys can... Help me get a better studio or a better mic or, you know, better editing equipment. That ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to provide this content. I'm willing to hang out with you for an hour or so. Smoke a couple with you. Kick the shit. I don't mind giving you that. Because y'all show the love. And all I can do is reciprocate that love by giving you this content. So... I ain't trying to get all mushy on y'all, man, but, you know, we got listeners out in South America. Shout out to y'all. We got listeners out in Bavaria, Germany. Shout out to Germany. I love the the, the Haribo. I don't even know if I said that right, but, you know, I'm talking about the, the gummy bears in a little gold, gold package. Oh, I love those things, man. Shout out to y'all, man. I really appreciate y'all tapping in. So, without further ado, you already know what time it is we're going to get into this thing. Now, I can't go any further. Well, I can't go any further. I can't go further. But I'm not going to start the show with any other topic other than I hope everybody out there got their stimulus check by now. If you didn't, hopefully you went online. You're seeing when you're going to get that stimulus check. Hopefully you're seeing when when your bank account will be stimulated. I hope everybody's okay. I hope this gives you at least one night of peaceful sleep. I hope you're able to catch up on your bills. I hope you're able just to take care of whatever you need to take care of. If you want to go get that deep tissue massage, girl, go get it. If you want to go get that and that petty done. If you wanted those Jordans. If you want to go sleep in that five-star hotel. Just cuz. Go do it. You only live once, man. People are dropping like flies out here. Literally. I'm not even trying to be funny. So you never know when you know when your last day will be. So, if you got the opportunity to 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 do something that you always want to do with this extra little money that you're getting, go ahead and take care of that. If you know you need to save it, save that shit. If you know you need to invest, invest that shit. Just do whatever you feel you need to do. I hope all your problems. I mean, I know 1400 is not going to solve everything, all right? I'm not stupid. I'm not saying fourteen is gonna solve everything, but you know hopefully you're able to take care of your rent, and you know what shit, fuck it, we got thirty more days to figure out how to do it again, but we just thank God for the thirty days that we got to go to sleep, so I know how it is, man. I know how hard it is for some people where this fourteen hundred dollars is just gonna come and go like it never even happened, so you know for everybody out there, if you really you know what I'm saying if you're really hurting. Even after getting this $1,400, you know what I'm saying? My prayers are with you. You know, you can always reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? We can always try to find out ways to assist. So I don't want you to think that I'm just putting out this content here for you to listen to, man. Get at me. You don't know who I know. You don't know who the connections I have. So I may be able to assist you with something that you have going on. I'm not saying that I can. I'm saying that I'm willing to try to find a way to assist. My listeners, because like I said, man, we like family. You know what I'm saying? If I see you in the street, if you see somebody else in the street that listens to my podcast, you already know they cool. You can smoke with them. You can chill with them. I ain't going to say you can trust them because you can't trust everybody. But, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're trying to get to. You know they're a real one. So, we're not really going to trip on shit. We're not really going to stay on this topic. But hopefully everybody got their stimulus checks. I don't know if I'm going to get mine. Um, You know, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I haven't missed a check, so I'm thankful. I'm blessed. I'm going to keep on doing my thing. You already know. So I don't know if I'm going to have any other stimulus updates. If they start talking about giving you another stimulus, I'll keep you updated on that process. But as of now, it looks like we're at the end of this STEMI journey and we can move on with our lives in 2021. All right.
1: What else I got for to you today, man? Where Where else we want to start at? So
0: Let's start with Stacy Dash. So, if you're unaware, Stacy Dash is asking for forgiveness from the black community. For her actions during the Trump administration, for the rhetoric she was spreading, for her actions, for the stupid-ass stuff that she said, she wants forgiveness. Now, my question is, why do you want forgiveness? Oh, I I know why. Because they don't, no, let me take this joint out of my mouth. They don't need her anymore. When I say they, you know who I mean. Don't make me say it. You already know. But those people at Fox News, there's no need. There's no need for that rhetoric. We don't need you. We don't need you to entice people like you anymore. We're done with that. We're done with you. And now you're trying to save face. And now you're trying to backtrack. And now you're hoping that people are as stupid as you and don't remember all the dumbass shit that you were saying. That's what you want. But it's too bad that's not what you're going to get. Now, there's going to be some people out there that say, hey, you know what? It is what it is. She's apologized. We should forgive her. I don't feel that way. How I feel, first off, you shouldn't have to apologize for your political beliefs. So, if you believe in something, if you feel a certain way about something, you should stand firm on it. Now, I'm the type of person where my opinion will sway based on the information that's provided to me. But if somebody as blatant as Donald Trump is saying the hateful rhetoric and and speaking the things that he's speaking, and I decide to go out and you know support that and defend that and you know chastise black people. For calling him a racist when clearly that's what he's pushing. There's no coming back from that. And I really don't care who you are. That's just me just being real
1: with the situation. Like, I'm I'm not
0: trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm not trying to single her out. I'm just saying Stacey Dash has done some pretty stupid ass things over the years particularly the last four years. And now you want to come back to the same community that you throw to the wayside because the white people give you a substantial amount of money to go on TV and look like a clown. But now you want to come back to us because you see that, damn, they didn't want me, but for this anyway. So all in all with the Stacey Dash situation, I'm hoping that she gets canceled forever. I'm hoping that people just stop paying attention to her. I'm not giving her any more of my time. I don't plan on giving her any more of of my airtime on the Ghetto Smart Podcast. But, you know, we couldn't go without having this conversation. Because we find that a lot to where we have these black entertainers who build their, their cachet on the black community. And then, as soon as they get to a certain level, or as soon as they start getting looks and they start having conversations with these upper echelon white people, they just turn their backs on their community. And it's just like, you guys don't see it how we see it. And it's not all about race and it's da 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 da. And it's just all this other BS. But then, as soon as they get done with whatever they needed you for, who do you come back to? Who? What do you see these people doing? Exactly what Stacey Dash is doing. On TV, looking like a fool, trying to save face. So you know what? Hopefully I can get me a corresponding position on CNN or MSNBC or one of these other little news outlets that just want a, a pretty black woman to attract other black people. That's what she's trying to do. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I really give a fuck about Stacey Dash, but I've seen there's a lot of of talk about this. I see that there's a lot of um, conversation going on about this. And quite frankly, I think it's it's pointless in, in the times that we're dealing with. Kind of like the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry type situation not her in the fact of the racism part because i mean hey <laughs> who who didn't know that the royal family was racist but you know it's just the fact that in these times you have this type of stuff going on and these type of conversations going on where it's just like it's not even that important like it doesn't even make sense so for people to sit here and try to act like What Stacey Dash has going on is pretty important. It's kind of stupid to me. But um, moving right along, I do want to get into George Floyd's family because it looks like here, George Floyd's family has settled in court and they will be getting $27 million. I mean, that is a large amount of money as far as who's who's gonna be um getting that, you know, his family, his daughter, I, I'm just happy that, you know, she has the financial means for the rest of her life to be whoever she wants to be. It sucks that her dad had to go out the way he went, but when I see that his family will be getting twenty seven million dollars in a civil settlement that's letting me know that that officer, and I'm not going to say his name because he's a piece of shit, that officer will not be getting any jail time. I hope he gets the book thrown out, thrown at his ass. I doubt it. You know it and I know it.
1: There's no secret. The family's getting
0: $27 million. What else do you want? What else can we possibly give? That's how they look at the situation. And don't hold hold me to it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that that asshole of a police officer goes to jail for at least over 10 years. At least over 10 years. And that's not even enough. But for... A police officer to go to jail for at least 10 years for deliberately killing a black man? A former officer? Sometimes you just have to take what you can take. Because if I'm not mistaken, the officer is getting charged with third degree murder? I could be wrong. I'm a podcast. I don't have to be right. It's my opinions. You You fact check. If I'm wrong, hit me up. Let me
1: know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say.
0: I just hope that asshole goes to jail. But when I see that his family settled for $27 million, it's like they're setting things up for another riot. It's like they're setting things up. Like, you know what? How can we piss these niggas off again? How can we make them... I'm just at a loss of words, man. Again, I'm happy that his daughter is getting that money. I'm happy that his family will be financially straight. Can we talk about Ben fucking crump for a second? I mean, come on. I can't be mad at him though. This man found a he found a lane, he found a bag, and he is going to town. But if you noticed. Ben Crump only really worries about
1: the settlements. He don't care about nobody going to jail. He'll talk that shit. He'll, he'll he'll say all that shit. But he don't want nobody to go to jail. He want that settlement. Because
0: he knows that the shorter the sentence, or if no sentence, the higher the civil settlement. You know what? We can ask for 50000000 million. We'll get $27 million, But we'll have to sacrifice that officer walking walk the streets. Now, what gets me about all these internet gangsters and all these thugs and all these people you see about the streets, you got to check in with me when you come to the city or you got to do this, that, and a third. Where are these people when it comes to
1: this officer here?
0: Where are these people when it comes to George Zimmerman? Where are these people when it comes to when you you have
1: these people who are deliberately
0: vilifying our people and just putting down our people? In the street, like like animals, and you let George Zimmerman sell the gun that he shot Trayvon with. You let this man go out and go on news stations. You let this man just live a free life every day without looking over his shoulder, and you can tell he doesn't look over his shoulder by the way he acts by by the things he do the things you see him do. You know he's not scared to be out in public. Because you know why? I hope somebody mess with me. Because it's self-defense. But you got all these gangsters out here. All these people that say, oh, you got to check with me when you come to my city. You got to do this, that, and the third, or this, that, and the third. It's just like, man, whatever. Like, you niggas ain't shit, man.
1: And I mean that. I mean that. You ain't shit. Because you let these dudes walk around, fuck our
0: people up, and and do what? What do you do? Nothing. Sit on the couch with your boy smoking weed, talking shit. Man, if that nigga was in my town, man, I'll fuck him up. Man, if I seen that nigga out, I'll do that. Yeah, whatever, nigga. Ain't nobody willing to take that jump.
1: I mean, I'm not. If you think my life is less important than George Zimmerman's, you're
0: crazy. I'm not saying everybody should go out there and kill that man. I'm not hoping that that man gets killed. I'm just saying we have all these gangsters out here. We have all these people who claim to be big dogs. We have all these people who claim to be... This, that, and the other. Then what the fuck? Let me see something. Make something shake. Everybody claims to be big steppers until it's time to get on the dance floor. Now you sitting down. Now your feet hurt. You done took your shoes off because they too tight. Stop playing with me, man. God bless George Floyd's soul. God bless his family. God bless his daughter. I mean, I can't. Hey, you get off like that. Ain't nothing wrong with
1: it. You know what I'm saying? That's a blessing. Now, I got one question for you. Do you
0: want a revolution? (laughs) Hey, Kurt Franklin went off on your boy. Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, at first,
0: I didn't know. When I read the headline, Kurt Franklin Curses Out Son, I went into it thinking a certain way. I was like, man, you know what? Man, fuck Kurt Franklin. Because my, here, let me tell you my, let me go off on a tangent real quick. Here's my issue with Kurt Franklin. You ever notice when Kurt Franklin is performing, he always sings when he's off the mic. He never sings when he's on the mic. He'll he'll come to the mic and he'll say, clap your hands, amen. And then as soon as he step away from the mic, he just singing with the choir word for word, word for word. And as soon as you step back to the mic, clap your hands, put your feet down, put your feet up. You know, it's just, that's my, so to me, that's how I knew, for one, he was always a fraud, right? So, when I see the headline, okay, Kurt Franklin curses out his son, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, alright, so this dude is finally showing his true colors. And then I watch the video. And then as you're listening to the video, you hear the way his son is speaking to him. I can't blame Kurt Franklin. I can't even lie. I can't blame him. I don't have any children, but I be damned. You let my motherfucking kid talk to me like that? See, I wouldn't even go off that way. I would say, you know what, son? It's all good. It's no problem. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you feel you need to communicate that way. You know what? Maybe, you know, let's let's just meet up because this isn't the type of conversation we need to have over the phone. You know, this is a conversation where we need to look each other in the eye, man to man. So you pick a place, you pick a time, I will meet you there and we will have a conversation. And once that's done, I will meet my son and upon... Meeting my son, I will proceed to whoop his ass. Do you hear me? That's one thing I don't respect. I won't respect anybody disrespecting their parent deliberately. I can understand if your parent's going going off on you for no reason or something like that, and you're just like, you know what, I've had it. But when you're sitting there pretty much provoking and and egging on the situation and you're doing it because you know certain buttons to push that's not right. And I think on the sun it shows that one he's extremely messy and two you don't fuck with people that bites the hand that feeds you. Because reports are coming out from other family members that yo, like you've been spoon-fed, you've had a great life, you you've grown up privileged. You've never struggled. You've had everything you've ever needed or wanted. And you tried to literally tear down an image your dad has been building up for decades. And I'm under the belief that just because he's a gospel singer, just because he's a Christian, I mean, let's be real. How many of your Christian grandmothers cursed you to fuck out? Or cursed somebody to fuck out in the store? Or you heard her talk shit about somebody? Be in church every Sunday. Amen. Front row. Never missed a day. Head of the usher board. At every funeral.
1: God bless that child.
0: They Christians so like let's not let's not you know go off the rails here. let's not act like we don't know what's going on let's Let's pump the brakes here i one thing I love about Twitter is, and I love my black people on Twitter. I love how they just make everything a joke. I love how everybody's just joking, Ply came in, you know talking about how that was him on the phone, and you know he takes full responsibility for that. It's backfiring for the sun. If this, anything for this, this gives your dad a little bit more clout. You know what I'm saying? Cause shit, now niggas know Kurt Franklin to go off on your ass. Now we know, hey, don't be playing with Kurt Franklin out in these streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? He don't ask you if you want a revolution for nothing. Think <laughs> he ready for war. He <laughs> <You> heard. <laughs> hmm. Some good wine, man. Ain't nothing like drinking some good wine, chilling with my listeners. You already know. But man, that that was some funny shit. Kurt Franklin, man. I needed that laugh. That was a good laugh. Really, really appreciate it, man. I want to switch gears to a kind of weird, but crazy story right now it looks like kim kardashian and kanye west aren't speaking anymore apparently kanye west has changed his number and has directed kim kardashian to contact him through his security team his security team is around him 24 7 and if she needs to talk to him that how she needs to do it I mean this this whole setup just reeks of Kanye but I mean sometimes you have to do what you have to do you know um some people might sit here and say oh you know he's so fucking rich he thinks he can do whatever he can but what if what if hearing her her voice just just breaks him apart what if he can't stand to have a conversation with her because just hearing her might make him say, you know what, I can't do this. I can't. I'm trying to move on with my life. You don't want to be with me. You want a divorce. You want to move on. You don't, You don't want to be married anymore. Then you know what, I have to take my proper steps to do what I need to do to better myself and get my life together. Because, I mean, they have children, they have properties. Like, this is this is a billion-dollar divorce. This
1: ain't cheap. This ain't easy. This big boy shit. This that type of shit I want no parts of.
0: That's my issue with wanting to get married. I like the easy exit. I like it to where, you know what, this ain't working out. You go your way, I go mine. I love that. I'll never get tired of
1: that. Now, everybody doesn't feel that way. I can't blame you. I don't blame anybody. But one thing I will say is that when there's
0: children involved and, you know, parents splitting, me going through that situation as an adult, well, as an 18-year-old,
1: it's still hard. No matter
0: what, you know, you gotta think. Their oldest daughter is seven. All she knows is mommy and daddy in the house, and now her life is gonna be changed forever. That's the stuff they don't talk about. Yeah, they'll say they have nannies around the clock, nannies to take care. That doesn't matter at the end of the day.
1: I know from experience
0: where your whole life is built on the foundation. And then you turn around and take a piss. And when you come back, it's
1: just all gone.
0: That's my dilemma with people having children and divorcing. Because A, I applaud my parents for staying together for the sake of me and my sibling. I
1: appreciate that. That's not something I could do. And that's not something I would encourage anybody else to do. That's just me, though. I
0: wouldn't encourage you to go out and get a divorce after being married for 20-something years. I wouldn't do it. But I also wouldn't tell you stay in a marriage that you're not happy in because I wouldn't do that. But for me and and this is this is my thought process of being a an 18-year-old going through lo- lo- losing my family and my parents divorcing. I feel that I kind of wish that my parents got divorced at a, when we were younger. Because it's a lot easier to grow into. And th- this is my opinion. Now, I could be wrong. Please, subscribe. Hit me up on Twitter, Ghetto Smart Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram, Ghetto Smart Pod. Let me know your thoughts on this. I'm always looking to expand my way of thinking. I'm always looking to see every every side of the spectrum. But me personally, I would have preferred for my parents to be divorced when I was younger. Because one, I see how happy my parents are now when they're not together. And don't get me wrong, we had I had an amazing upbringing, great life, lots of family vacation, lots of happiness, lots of laughs. It wasn't like they just walked around hating each other. You know, there was obviously love there. But for me, it's more of a situation where it's like, damn, I go to school, and then next thing you know. My room that I've been in since I was ten, it's gone. The house i've had my my trophies on the wall, just my room that i painted the the bed I used to sleep in, just everything that what I knew was just gone, and i mean it, it's it's a, it's a hard situation to deal with, so you know i I pray for them. I hope that you know they're able to get through this. I'm hoping that they're able to work this out smoothly, and hopefully that the kids are able to maneuver and, you know, and and adjust to this because it's a big adjustment. It's not easy. It's not easy to deal with divorce. And I think no matter the money, no matter the stature, no matter the amount of nannies you have, I don't know.
1: I just think that I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. You know. I I don't want to get too deep into that because I don't want to get too deep into my feels. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna spend too much time on that. So, moving right along. Man, it's tough thinking about that type of stuff. You know, just. Life, man, it's just crazy. Man, life's crazy, but we just got to keep on living. Because
0: if you don't live, you're going to die, man. And if you die, you really can't do anything more. So, we just got to keep on living, keep on progressing, keep doing our thing. So, on to lighter news. We're on to a more serious note. I want to talk about this. Mr. C was actually on Mano's podcast.
1: And um, let me get that information. It's called the
0: Kitchen Talk Podcast, Mano's Kitchen Talk Podcast. And, you know, Mr. C, if you know Mr. C, he's a legendary dj you know he put on people like biggie very 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 known in the streets name holds a lot of weight legendary in the game in hip-hop um and if you know the history mr c he's been busted with transsexuals uh in the past a few times he was you know dealing with the prostitutes and getting busted by the cops and just, you know, just kind of just denying everything and living this lie. And looking at him talk about his dealings with transsexuals and dealing with, you know, that whole situation and how freely he talks about it now. It's amazing. And I think it's what's needed in hip hop, such a, a a masculine area even now where you see the women are are more aggressive where the women are more more like the men you know and you have somebody's as legendary mr c who's who's sitting here talking and correcting and providing mano with the correct terminology and you know transsexual women and it's a man that used to be it's a woman that used to be a man you know it's not just a man and you know, giving him the game and giving giving the world the game, and I think Mano was the perfect person to have this conversation with, because he has that real street, that real street gangster vibe and thought process as to he pretty much thinks and looks at the shit how a general street nigga would. He looks at it how okay, you know what? you know what I'm saying how how just like you know what I'm saying just any nigga in the hood will look at a dude messing with a guy that dresses up like a woman so that conversation I really encourage everybody to check that out man because it's 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 needed in hip hop you know to let people know that yo it's 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 okay to live your truth it's okay to be you it's okay to walk out in the world and say you know what either accept me as who I am or don't fuck with me but don't fuck with me. You heard? And to see Mr. C just out here, just open and educating and letting people know what the deal is, his thought processes, how he sees things and how he interprets it and and getting rid of the stigma that just because I like to get head from a transsexual doesn't mean that I'm not a good DJ. It doesn't mean that I don't know hip hop. It doesn't mean that I can't run in these streets and I can't hold weight because I do this on the side. I don't give a fuck who you mess with. That's not my thing. But who cares? A lot of shit I do, somebody will look at me and say, that's not my thing. I eat a lot of candy. I got hella friends who's like, bro, you need to stop. That's not my thing. Oh, well, it's mine. I don't give a fuck how you feel. Yeah, so for me, I don't give a fuck. Mr. C, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you talking about this because a lot of people are still in the closet. A lot of people are like the whole transsexual thing and they're ashamed of it. They're scared to come out to people. But we have to realize that once you come to the realization that I do what the fuck I do for me, and I don't do it for you, or I don't do it for my mom, I don't do it for my dad, I don't do it for my family, I do my shit for me. Once you get to that point in your life, nothing else matters. When you realize that, yo, you have one life to live, why should I live scared? Why should I live in fear? Why should I live in a way that isn't what I am? To appease others, when others are doing whatever the fuck they want to do, regardless of how I feel about it. So for all my listeners out there who are having this battle with themselves, who are dealing with this within their minds, be you, be yourself. It's okay to be imperfect. Stop trying to be imperfect. That's why it took me so long to get this podcast off the ground because I was trying to make everything so fucking perfect. It's not going to be. You have to like the imperfect imperfections you have to you just have to because if you don't you're constantly going to be chasing something you're never going to get and i think that's what really stops people from from living their, their their true lives from being their true selves because for me, one thing with me is, you know, I, I sit here and, and I smoke with you guys, and and I always, I'm, I'm a bit advocate for marijuana. And for me, I've been smoking since the age of thirteen. I'm I'm thirty now, and I don't advocate that. I I don't I don't condone teenager smoking. You know, everybody didn't have my life. Everybody didn't have the situations that I went through, as to why I needed to smoke. Or why I smoked for the first time and it's something that just made me, it's something that fit my life. But I was always known for the weed through middle school, through high school. Where people used to tell me, oh, you, you're going to lose brain cells, you're going to be stupid and all this other stuff. People told me that and i i I kept doing my thing. I go to college I get me a bachelor's a bachelor's degree in environmental geoscience, and a lot of these people not even fucking with me in life or intellectually and Now these same people smoke weed now because it's cool for me, it's a lifestyle, and I say that to say this. When I have, like, when my friends and stuff, like, when they buy me things, they'll buy me stuff that have a marijuana leaf on it. They'll buy me stuff that's weed-related. And I remember uh, a friend of mine, she was out at the store, and she saw, like, a little bracelet or something. And it had, like, you know, marijuana or whatever on it, marijuana leaves and, you know, Jamaican colors. You know, I'm Jamaican. And, or half Jamaican, my father's Jamaican um anyways I digress so she saw the band or whatever she sent me a picture and she's like hey like I saw this and I thought of you like would you like it and you know I'm like yeah I'll, I'll take it thank you but then like I I felt like yo like damn I hate that whenever people think about me the first thing they think about is weed and it it, it ate me up for a while like it made me feel some type of way But then I came to the realization of that's who I am. That's my lifestyle. That's me. It's what I promote. It's it's what I do. Some people scrapbook. Some people jog. Some people collect things. Some people go to concerts. I smoke weed. I enjoy consuming cannabis. And I came to the realization of that's me. That's my identity. That's what I started because nobody knows that I smoke weed unless I tell them. Nobody knows. Nobody just assumes. So for me, having relationships with these people and they see how Weed plays a part of my life. And how much I love cannabis is, is just to the point to where that's me. And I've accepted that about myself. And I love it. And I promote it. And I don't feel bad about it. People used to make me feel bad about my cannabis consumption. They used to make me feel bad about, oh, man, yo, I'm smoking an ounce up in a couple of days. Like, But you know what? That's my life. And that's how I choose to live my life. And if you don't see that fit for you, oh, fucking well. Because last time I checked, I don't have anybody paying my bills. I don't have anybody clocking in and clocking out for me. I don't. Everything I got, I, I get I get on my own. So I don't have to answer to nobody. I don't have to give a fuck about your opinion about how I'm living. And that's what I appreciate about Mr. C. You know what I'm saying he's finally accepted himself and the life that he's leading, you know what I'm saying, and he's being true within himself, and once you're true within yourself, you really start living and you really start realizing that you start unlocking things about yourself and 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 these I'm not even gonna say powers I'm just gonna say these these things within your mind to where you just feel invincible because that that shadow that cloud that 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 cloak is off of you. You don't feel it anymore. It's not there. It's not important.
1: Who cares? Nobody really worried about that. So, appreciate you, Mr. C. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it going. Now, I'm not sure. Oh, gosh. This
0: stupid-ass motherfucker, man. So if you watch Power Book Ghost, Power Book Two Ghost, you know Michael Rainey Jr. You know he's Tariq Saint Patrick, and he wasn't too happy about Timberland and Swiss. Um, if you remember, I told you that they they sold verses to Triller. And there were actually anybody who participated in Triller, I'm excuse me, anybody who participated in, in the verses has a stake in Triller. They, they own it. So, Michael Rainey Jr., let me get this up here
1: because,
0: yeah, so following that news, Michael Rainey Jr. posted to Instagram. He said, can't ever, can't ever just have something for our own. It's always about the money. Cool, move, but these niggas still sell So Swiss Beats comes back and says, but we own Triller. So this dude is sitting there saying like, oh, then he comes back and says, Oh yeah, well, yeah, they own it, but you still should have kept it where it was. And it's just like, hold on, bro, before you even know the business dealings, you sitting here talking shit. When you sit and you get your money from a white corporation. I'll wait. Who own maybe maybe he's so stupid he thinks fifty cent is paying him. Maybe he thinks that. Maybe, maybe seriously, like I'm I'm gonna be serious. Even though he's on the show, I'm gonna seriously think that Michael Rainey Jr. believes that fifty cent is paying him and that he's working for a black owned business. And he doesn't know that the people who own and run stars are
1: White people. I'm going to assume that. But one thing I need to say
0: about people is. If you have a problem with what Tim and Swiss did with versus, you're stupid. Because the whole point of the versus situation was because everybody was in the house. Last time I checked, the vaccine is out. Anybody can go get the fucking vaccine now. People are out now. People, it's summertime. Ain't nobody in the house no more. We about to get ready for concerts and shit again. They're doing what needs to be done. You know what? We built up a brand to a certain point. You know what? We gonna go ahead and sell that shit now. Let's get it out the way. Let's move on to something better. But you know what? We also gonna give the people who helped build this brand we're going to give you a piece of this. We're going to give you something, regardless of whether it's 0000.3% 0, 0, 0, 0. or whatever. You get something. And as a creator out here, as somebody that's out here creating content, that's the type of deals I'm trying to get into. That's the type of partnerships I want to get into. To where. I'm providing a service, I'm helping build a brand, and I can actually eat off that brand that I'm helping build. I'm getting a
1: piece of the contribution that I brought to this brand.
0: Off of my content. So for all my content creators out there, we have to keep on looking at these deals, man. We have to keep on applauding people like Swizz and Timbaland who are thinking for creators because they are creators. They aren't on the other side of the fence. They aren't executives. They they are executives, but they're, they're, they're not that way. They think creative first. So they're always going to be looking out for creators. So I feel like if you're a creator out here, if you're putting out content such as myself, we need to constantly be on these type of deals because I'm not giving away my podcast for free. And there's no deal out there worth giving away my content
1: and I don't own anything.
0: That's me. That's my thought process. I'm not willing to give up my master recordings
1: For a ticket number. You know
0: what? Let's cut that ticket number in half. I'll still own. And you can take whatever's coming in. And after whatever time we agree upon, we can come back and we can look at the numbers and see what's going on. But I got my listeners. I got my my fan base. I got my grassroots fan base going. I don't need these big people.
1: Will I partner with them? Of course. On my terms, though. We're not desperate. We're hungry. It's a difference. Being desperate and hungry are two different things. So let's not get them twisted. Okay, so I want to talk about that high school announcer who had some
0: things to say. It looks like announcer Matt Rowan called members of an Oklahoma high school girls basketball team the N-word. After they knelt for the national anthem. He apparently didn't know that the mic was still hot. Called them N-words. And then had to say that he was having a diabetic episode. <laughs> I mean. I've heard some. I've heard some of the craziest shit in, in my life. But the fact. Of this white guy saying that he had a diabetic episode. And it caused him to be racist. I mean, this takes the cake. I mean, it seems like I keep on coming on here every week. And I have to let y'all know that these white people are losing their minds. And I mean, these white people in America. These white people in America are losing their minds. I don't know what's going on. It may be the browning of America. But I don't know what it is, but they're going crazy, and it just seems like they just have, they have this insatiable desire to be racist in public areas. And to me, it's always these older white people who just want to get a little taste of how it was back when they were young. Like, I used to be able to go in the street and call you a nigger, and you couldn't do anything. You didn't think that maybe that nigger would punch you in the face. Or figure out where you work and get you fired.
1: Or maybe even find out where your kid goes to school. You wasn't worried about that back in the day.
0: And I'm just tired of constantly having to see these type of things to where you have these young black women who are kneeling, who who know, and I think that's what kills them. It's the fact that, okay, it's different when you see LeBron or you see an NFL player taking a knee. That's different when you see a high schooler, a young black African-American female high schooler kneeling. The fact that you know that they know what's going on in the world is wrong.
1: At that age, that age at
0: 18, 17 high school. And it eats them up. I can't believe that they that they're willing to stand up for something. That they're willing to voice their opinion. You it's like they're not allowed to have an opinion. And that's why this shit, I i haven't seen any reports that this guy has been fired. I haven't even seen any reports that he's
1: been suspended. This is just
0: absolutely absurd. And it just sucks. And it just shows you what African-American, young African-Americans have to go through day after day after day. It's just constant slander constant ridicule constant abuse by these older white people who just really want to go back into the 40s and the 50s because that was the height of them being that that was it for them and that was the good old days it's sad it's sad but i hope those young ladies hold their heads I hope they grow from this. I hope this just makes them want to go out and vote and 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 protest and 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 advocate for change. Because at some point, everyone goes through a a, a racist type of situation if you're black in America, and if you haven't, God bless you. It's nothing you want to go through. And it puts you in a precarious situation because then you want to act out in anger, but you know acting out in anger would be what's expected. But then if you don't act out and you just let it go, that's what ex- what's expected and the trend continues. And now that white man or that white woman will go on to the next black person and do the same thing. So, at some point, people have to have repercussions for the actions that they have. But saying that a diabetic episode caused you to be racist, I mean, that takes the fucking cake for me. I'm sorry. That takes the fucking cake for me. And I really don't. (laughs) Like, that shit just doesn't make any sense, man. How you're going to sit there and be racist towards little girls for no reason, man. I just think it's crazy. So... The Grammys went down. Um, I really don't fuck with the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? You know how how this goes. This industry shit. Beyonce won four awards, bringing her lifetime total to 28. She now holds the record for the most Grammy wins by a female artist. Blue Ivy Carter, her daughter, also won her first award. Blue Ivy Carter got her first Grammy. Look at her out here. Megan Thee Stallion was the first female rapper to win the Best New Artist Award since Lauryn Hill in 1999. She also won Best Rap Performance and Best Rap Song for Savage, featuring Beyonce. Cardi B and Megan performed uh, WAP for the first time on television. Um, Those were some of the the big... Oh, uh, Silk Sonic performed... I'm digging the whole Silk Sonic thing. Like, I'm a type of person where I love old school music. I love like Marvin Gaye. I love Luther Vandross. Um, Slide and Slide, Family Stone. I, I I love that old school music. So like seeing them come back with the harmonizing and the the dancers in the background and the big shades and the the bell bottoms and everything. I I think it's dope. Bruno Mars has always been dope to me. He He's always had that James Brown feel, always energetic, you know, just constantly moving, hitting you with that. Ah, ah, just just keeping you going, man. I, I appreciate that. And um, those were pretty much like the the big news going on. Let's see here. Billie Eilish won record of the year. Taylor Swift won album of
1: the year. Song of the Year,
0: I Can't Breathe, Dennis, Dernst, Emily, and Her, Megan Thee Stallion, Best New Artist, Best Pop Solo Performance, Harry Styles, Best Pop Duo Group Performance, Lady Gaga with Ariana Grande. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Nothing else I care about. Uh,
1: Uh... Best R&B. Her got another one for Best R&B. John Legend Best R B Album.
0: Anderson Pop Best Melodic Rap Performance for Lockdown. Nas got his first Grammy for Best Rap Album, King's Disease. that's about it for what I really care about with the Grammys. I really don't care about that industry shit. Let's talk about coming to America. See, I tried to give y'all a couple weeks to check it out. I ain't want to be the spoiler guy, but I ain't going to go that long. My honest opinion about it, I liked it. I was feeling it. (sighs) I don't know. I really don't know how to feel about it. You know, it standing by itself, it's a decent movie. When you say it's coming to America too, that's when you say, uh, there's a lot of things that was wrong with that. Like the fact that I didn't like the whole situation that they were in New York for like 10 seconds. I didn't like how he found his son so quickly. I didn't like how they spent most of their time in Africa. I think it should have been like coming to America to Zumunda's pride or some shit. Like something you should we should have known that it was gonna take place mostly in Zumunda, but I can't even lie, I, I I laughed a lot. Um when uh Leslie Jones said she was so hungry she'll eat the ass out of a zipper, I'm still trying to get that joke. Um it's gonna to come to me one day. If you if you got it, if you know what it means or whatever, hit me up, let me know. I would love to have that conversation with you because I didn't get it when I first heard it and I still don't get it now. So I really don't fucking know <laughs> what that was. Um, yeah, I really didn't know what that was. But as far as the movie, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think they spent it. I thought it was going to be... Semi Sun, but you know I, I like how they spent it, and they they showed you what happened that night when they went out and everything. And all in all, it was a good film. You know I liked it. I laughed. Um, it it had it's, its good feel good moments at the end when they took the picture. It it felt you know it it was it was nice you know seeing the cameos and the jokes and just seeing that you know the people return the twins and everything. It it, it was a nice feel. Nostalgia was there, you know, the barbershop scene, hearing them talk about, you know, things kind of current and you know hearing what they have to say. I, I I liked it. I liked it. I think it could have been better, of course, but I mean, it is what it is. Eddie Murphy, he set for the rest of his life, his kids set for the rest of their lives. He just had to go ahead and and do his thing. So, for me, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give it a six, a strong six and a half maybe, but that's as far as I'm going with that. I'm not going any further. All right. So, Snowfall. I know y'all motherfuckers watch Snowfall. Y'all hooked just like me. I know y'all hooked, so you ain't got to sit here and act like you're not. What'd y'all think about last episode? All right, a lot of shit went down. I mean,
1: I'm sorry, but
0: he told Leon to lay low. He told him to lay low. I can, I can, I can help. And and here go Leon. Got to be that nigga. Got to be the dude. First of all. I don't fuck with Leon because he keep fucking with the crackhead chick. I understand that was his girl. He loved her, whatever, whatever. But dude, come on, bro. Like she lost to the streets, my nigga. She ain't coming back, dog. Like you doing all this like this shit, like you like you clouded, bruh. You clouded by love. And if you clouded by love, you not thinking rationally. You thinking you you thinking with your heart and shit, bruh. And you don't need to be thinking with your heart, you need to be thinking with your mind. Leave that bitch alone. Second. He told him. He told him. Franklin told him, "Lay low, bruh. Scully out here looking for you. Lay low, dog. Shit, crazy." And then we come to the end. Now the shootout at the end. I'm not even gonna lie. Shootout at the end. I'm not blaming that on, on Leon and them because those two dudes in the front they started shooting with a baby in the back seat all they had to do was drive the fuck off but they started shooting with the baby in the back seat but my only issue with Leon is you have you, you have to finish her off you have to finish her off there's no way you're not finishing her off there's no way no way so i'm eager to see what's going to happen tonight I'm eager to see what the fuck's going to happen because Scully is about to go ham. But man boy, man boy too, because I believe he killed man boy's niece, which is Scully's daughter. I believe he killed her. And he left the girl to tell the story.
1: You know, that's not going to end well. That's not going to end well.
0: Alright, what else I got for y'all fools today? Oh man, we podding the dang. I'm with it. Drew Brees. Drew Brees finally announces his retirement from the NFL after a 20 year career. I mean, undeniable Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. I mean, he has the NFL record 80,358 yards passing. 571 touchdown passes, and 67.7 completion percentage. I mean, one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever touch the field. Did it his way. People gave up on him. San Diego gave up on him. Miami didn't want to sign him. Goes to New Orleans after Katrina. Gets that city back together, brings the championship has been a model citizen, has just been consistent. Now, you know, we don't fuck with Drew Brees due to what he said about the flag and all of that other stuff. And, you know, it is what it is with that. But, you know, one thing we don't get twisted is that, you know, that don't take away from the work on the field. You know what I'm saying? We can we can deal with that off the field, but, when you know, on the white lines and in, in, in between those boundaries, he was a beast, one of the best to ever do it. I mean, he's either one or two in every statist- statistical category that matters. One of the best people to, to to ever grace the field. I mean, I really can't, you know, I, I, have, I mean, I, I can go off on superlatives all day about Drew Brees. I wish him the best. He's supposed to be uh broadcasting with M- NBC now, supposed to be a broadcaster. So, you know, he's going to move on. They restructured Taysom Hill's contract, and they re-signed, uh, what's his name? James Whiston. So, um, reports are right now that they're going to be having like a little quarterback competition or something like that, but Drew Brees, thank you for your service. It's been an honor watching you. It's been an honor, you know, checking out your games. Me living in the, you know, the Southeast you know, I I see a lot of the NFC South games, so it's been a pleasure. You know, it it's it's crazy watching. You know, you always think when we're watching the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's and the the Aaron Rodgers and and the Brett Favre's and and the Philip Rivers and the Ben Roethlisberger's and the Joe Flackos and you know you you have all these people come in. And you just wonder what the league is going to be after them. And, you know, you look around now, you have the Mahomeses, you have the Josh Allens, you have the uh, Lamar Jacksons, you have the Russell Wilsons, you have the Deshaun Watsons of the world. So seeing what the NFL has to offer now as far as quarterbacks, the um, the uh, the Murrays of the world, you know, it, it's just amazing seeing the, the next tier, the next, the next batch of quarterbacks to, to to keep the league going the next 10 to 20 years. So, you know, uh, shout out to Drew Brees. It's been an honor watching you play, sir. Wish you the best in all your future endeavors. And before I go out of here, I just want to send my thoughts and my prayers out to Keyshawn Johnson, beloved former Jet, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. Who lost his twenty-five-year-old daughter, Ma, Ma,
1: Ma, Mala, I believe it is, and I'd, whew
0: that's tough, man. That's that's tough. You know, that's his oldest daughter, his baby girl. You're not supposed to bury a child. Your child is supposed to bury you. That's the natural progression of life. I can't imagine what he's going through. Uh her death hasn't been um hasn't been provided. We don't know how it happened. It, it's just, you know, he came out and confirmed that his oldest daughter did pass away. And it's a sad, sad story. Sad, you know, very, very tragic and Keyshawn is a good dude, very, very good dude, very nice person. You know, it just sucks, you know, to see somebody have to go through this type of thing, and you know, he may or may not be the same anymore, you know. But we do want to send a a rest in peace to his daughter, our love and condolences to his family. Man, it's tough. Uh, we went last week without saying any RIPS and. Sadly, we couldn't keep the trend going, but, you know, may she rest in peace.
1: May she, you know, go on to the other side and, and, and see what that's about. So sad, so tragic. Oh, man. But, people, I think that's it for me. I appreciate you hanging out. Smoking a couple of joints with me, sipping some wine, hearing my thoughts.
0: Until next week, I hope everybody's productive. I hope this stimulus helps you out. I hope you have some ease this week. I hope you eat a good meal, get a good night of sleep. Don't set that alarm. Just go to sleep and wake up when you wake up. You know, just, just hang in there, everybody. I appreciate you again. I really ain't got shit else to say
1: to you. Peace.